Now, time to catch up with Andrew Mulligan. He'll be bringing us the breakers' commentary. He loves the basketball, loves the NBL. And from what uh, Sammy was telling me when he called you up, Mills, it sounds like you're at a basketball game now. G'day, mate. How are you? Sorry, you know what it's like. Radio stations, the youth brands, we're just quite loud, these kids. <laughs> um, we, we won't have time to go through all of the teams, but the thing that stuck out to me, Miles, when I was looking at the teams is, man, it's a rotation policy of rosters. Most teams holding on to five, six, maybe the odd team holding on to seven, but saying goodbye to about eight and hello to a new eight. So who do you think's recruited the best across, across the, the division? Yeah, oh, you know what? This is this is just a, a feature of the Aussie NBL and basketball in general. It's very hard to keep a player um, that you really love. And Perth have done um, an amazing job of having Bryce Cotton, who has been the standard, the gold standard of imports for many years now. He's been amazing for them. Obviously, they're always in with a chance um, with the playoffs. They had an unbelievable streak there. He's been a big reason. But Sydney and Melbourne, the two big city clubs, they seem to have deep pockets. They they want to recruit well. They know that to keep a big metro market like the, what they're in right now is very, very, well, not hard to do, but there's a lot of pressure on them to keep that fan base engaged. Um, and they do well every year. Um, and who doesn't want to be uh, in Sydney or Melbourne when, you, when you're when you a player, say, like Matthew Delavadova? Mm. I mean, he's come back to Melbourne United. You, you've got, like, DJ Hogue, who has come from Cairns and has filled that Xavier Cooks role uh, for the Sydney Kings. And, and they're going to be really tough again. They obviously won the title. They were taken to five games by the Breakers. And uh, they've recruited really well. It's just those clubs that are the standard bearers. In saying that, the Modi Maor and the Breakers have done an unbelievable job of seeing, saying farewell to three outstanding imports. You know, Brantley and Pardon were outrageous defenders. Mm. Uh, Barry Brown was sixth man of the year. He was great. He finished games, you know, he was average 27 minutes. And to fill these guys, um, the, those those guys' spots again with Zylan Sheaton, um, Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, and Justinian Jessup, they've done such a great job. And this Breakers team, I would argue, is deeper and better than it was last season, which is which is really saying something. And I've gone out on a limb here, Steffi. So I'm, I'm hopefully it bears, it bears fruit. Yeah, I, I saw that we haven't kept Barry Brown Jr. and Derek Pardon and Jarrell Brantley. I went, oh, man, they were awesome. But I didn't know anything about them before they arrived. And I don't know mm. anything about... Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, but just with that name, he sounds like he drains three-pointers. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is. I've been to a training, and I've watched them at their preseason uh, tournament, which they called the Blitz on the Gold Coast uh, last week, and they played three games. They went one and two, but he is liquid fast. He is like Mercury. He is unreal. He is so quick. He is tiny in the comparison to... Um, not everyday life, but in basketball terms, they list him at 5'11". I'm going to say he's 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, it does not matter. <laughs> he's so fast, and he's used to playing against size. So he, he is really good at getting separation from his defender, but then finishing around the rim and knowing how to use the angle of the backboard and finish with the English of the ball and going off over the top of big men, using a runner, using a floater. Um, it's stuff that we've seen from Barry Brown Jr., who wasn't the tallest guard as well, but he had that lightning speed to get past defenders. And Zylan Sheetham, he comes with big reps. He's known to Modi Maor as well. He is 
so athletic. He was dunking on people. He's going to be a highlight reel, but he also can guard guys anywhere on the floor, any position as well, which is hugely, hugely beneficial. Derek Pardon, he was a great defender down low, big, stout body. But um, you get him out on the perimeter, which is what Xavier Cooks and, and, and the likes did to him. He got caught on an island a little bit, but Cheatham does that a little bit faster, a little bit more athletic and can jump out of the gym. And Justinian Jessup, it'll be interesting to see what he's like. He came into the league as an ex-star with the Illawarra Hawks. And uh, he was pretty good. He was okay. Illawarra weren't a great team, and they haven't been a great team. Uh, but he's gone to Spain and will come back, and he'll see when he's 100% fit and carried an injury in preseason, what his game will be like, how his offense has developed, and what his shooting stroke will be like. Kiwis on our roster, as I mentioned, I think we only kept six. Who who were the who were the main keeps that you were happy to see that we got the signatures of? Uh, it's just really nice to see Tom Abercrombie back. He's going to play game 400 on Saturday night against the Kids Pipers. There's probably close to 7,000 uh, as of today who will be at Spark Arena. Hopefully more will come in the coming days and the walk-ups are always pretty strong. Um, he'll play game 400. What a servant to the club. It's great to see. I think if he had won the championship, I think he might have retired. He'd, I don't think he really minded too much that he'll finish on 399. But for him to finish on, uh, to start on game 400 is great. He'll get it out of the way and on he goes. Uh, Spin Delaney's come back as well. He spent a year um, away from the breakers. He was, he was, he was miserable. Um, they all were playing those COVID years, that last COVID years. I could tell his body language just by watching him. It, it broke him. His numbers would, would, they weren't terrible, but they dipped. He just wasn't happy, and I don't blame him. No one will blame anybody for what they had to go through. But for him to come back and want to have another go and see, because he had Modi Moore as assistant coach then in those COVID years, he wants to be a part of it, and it's great to see that he's come back and he wants to be uh, in amongst it. Isaiah Liafa, he had a great um, Tall Blacks campaign at the World Cup recently as well. And, of course, he's not a Kiwi, but he's an Aussie, Will McDowell-White. He gave up a lot of cash, left, left a lot of cash on the table to stay with the breakers because he, he has said he wants to play for Modi Maor. That is so cool. It's great to hear. Modi Maor um, was a bit of a revelation when he took over the head coaching jacket. Um, I'm just wondering this season, like what you've talked about with our inputs, it's going to be uh, highlight reels, razzle dazzle, which the Breakers faithful just love that stuff. And along with mm. the Warriors now, the best atmosphere in New Zealand for sport. Can we see an up the breaks or something hashtag <laughs> trending later on this season? I know them as a front office, they've really wanted to push the hashtag unbreakable. Um, so they need it. They need an up the wires. You're right, Steffi. I don't. I think that has to happen organically. Yeah. Um, I think the Warriors fan base is just, uh, you know, great humans as it is in life. I just think that um, the Breakers probably won't have that. But I just think as a product, like the energy you get at Spark Arena, like the the Warriors, outrageously clear favourites for atmosphere at an outdoor venue. The Breakers have it, have bottled it and turned Spark Arena into this din, this unbelievable um, din. And they've become even more knowledgeable. I used to think that they just sort of sat on their hands a little bit and didn't really, really get into the game as much. But last year was, last season was really special. Like they really rode the referees. They really rode opposition teams as well. And that's what you want to hear. When you're watching on TV, if you can't be a part of it, it's a great TV product. I know I'm biased, but apart from um, commentary, the TV product is really good. And even the NBL um, production, 
they love it as well because they know that what we turn into it into, they're really impressed because they they love to see their product across the Tasman being taken care of as well. Yep. And finally, Moles, um, we had a text into the show the other day asking, did we hear Andrew Mulligan calling a rugby game a Southland NPC rugby game? Can, did, did you call a rugby game? I did, mate, yes. It, it would seem, Staffy, that um, there's a thousand New Zealand rugby commentators in France at the moment, and um, <laughs> Sky are so desperate for a rugby caller that they've actually lent on me to call not only Southland Hawks Bay, but the greatest game to end a regular season in NPC history, South and Manawatu this coming Sunday. The last game, Staffy, I know you'll be pumped for this one. I am. South and had a close loss last night. They'll be gutted when they lost the game to the Steamers last night. They brought on eight uh, before half time off the reserves bench. <laughs> I know you'll be a turbos, uh, turbo supporter uh, through this one. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a try fest, to be honest. They'll have Mad Monday locked in the next day. <laughs> oh, that's a, the good thing is, Miles, when they kick a penalty, they're, they're scoring beyond the arc and getting a three. That, that's that's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've worked out, Steph, there's far more names to remember in a rugby game than there is a basketball game. Yeah, I will definitely be tuning in. Haven't missed a Manawatu game for probably 20 years, so I'm very excited to have you as my commentary buddy uh, with that. Hey, uh, brilliant to chat. We will catch up with you quite often, I would imagine, through this NBL season um, unbreakable. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks, Steffi. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Andrew Mulligan there, and we will stay in touch with him. If you want to play Show Me The Money, we're running short of time. I talked to him for too long. 0800 150 811 is the number. A multi. Me, Sam, and you. And maybe someone else. 0800 150 811. It wins, you win.